the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. <laughs> Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Oh my goodness. Oh, my next guest is somebody that I absolutely love. Um, I've followed her career for, for many, many years since I was, I'm not dating her at all because she looks great, but since I was, I mean, man, listen to music, the cassettes, all these different uh, things when, you know, no digital was there. It was just good old fashioned music and street. Uh, Leanne Lily Lyons is a Bronx, New York native who currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. As a young girl and mother of two by the age of 17, Lily was determined to change the way people looked at her. Feeling like a failure and disappointment to her mother, she wanted to do something in her life that would make everybody forget about her failures, is what Lily said, and that she did. In 1992, Lily became the visionary behind the two-time Grammy-nominated supergroup we know today as Sisters with Voices, SWV, along with her group members Cheryl Coco, Gamble, and Tamara Taj George. Lily's my favorite. No disrespect to the other two girls, but Lily's always been my favorite. The trio went on to sell over 25 million records to date with songs like Week Right Here, I'm So Into You, to name a few. SWV also had their fair share of television success with two reality-based TV shows, SWV Reunited, and most recently, Ladies Night with the Queens of Rap Music, Salt and Pepper. But with all the accomplishments, notoriety, and monetary blessings achieved in the entertainment industry, Lily still felt empty and unfulfilled. After realizing the real blessing would be in blessing others through her life experiences and pain, Lily would dedicate her life bringing awareness to teen pregnancy prevention, domestic violence, and child sexual abuse, all of which she experienced as a young girl and we will talk about today. Currently, Lily continues to travel the world with SWV, became a first-time author of her first book, I Regret the Day I Lost My Virginity. That is so damn raw. I, I mean, I, I was, we'll talk more about that too. A memoir, a book that will encourage and inspire women and young girls all over the world to be your best you, no matter what your past says. Picking up the pen to write about the things that she wanted to forget was one of the hardest things for her, is what Lily said. Being no stranger to keeping it real, there is nothing watered down about her memoir. Lily put herself out there to be judged in pure, courageous fashion, and she doesn't regret it one bit. As CEO of her own production company, Hershey Entertainment, where she's currently developing and creating shows for major television networks, working on a podcast, uh-huh, and aspire to take a stab at movies and film. She wants to do it all, says Lily. I'm all about creating opportunities that the industry just won't give you. I feel like I'm in the best space of my life and plan to take full advantage of it. Being in an industry where they try to put an expiration date on you, she wants to change the narrative. She wants to encourage women like herself to continue the dream no matter what anyone says. If you are, if the better you comes in your 40s, 50s, 60s, or hell, 70s, go for it. Lily, welcome to the show, my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about tonight. And you know what's funny is that sometimes I abbreviate the bios, but in doing my digital deep dive on you, you're so versatile. Everybody, every talk show I've watched about you or any TV radio show, everybody brings up that you love to cuss and you love to curse. And so they always kind of they always <laughs> they always kind of draw fun to the fact that, you know, they're like, OK, Lily, you know, let's try to keep it PG. And you're like, listen, I don't mean anything wrong by it. That's just who I am. So, um, right. OK, you, we'll, we'll be PG. Today. <laughs> 
You are absolutely incredible. What I would like to say first off is, my goodness, you've been through so much. You've seen so much. Uh, you've been through good. You've been through bad. What about, you know, now sitting where you are in 2020, I mean, even when you got into the industry, there like there is no internet, you know, there's no Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these things, you know, and, and you hear all these stories about people who really try to make it in the business, you know, running tapes and demos by foot to a record company, you know, doing things really the hard way. What do you think sitting in 2020 with kids now saying, hey, I want to be a YouTube star as opposed to being like a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, opening a business? What would you tell them? Because I see on your social media, a lot of your posts, you, you, you draw light to the fact that, hey, don't let fame get to your head because it will chew you up, spit you out as quick as it brought you in and they will replace you with the next person in two seconds. So somebody who's saying, my God, I love Lily. I love everything she's done in her career. Maybe I would like to do it, or maybe I don't. What would you say to them? Well, one thing I don't want to do is, is discourage them from the dream. You know, like I've, I've had a desire to do entertainment. So I know there are so many young girls and, and men and young boys who aspire to do what I've been so blessed to do. But let's just be real. We want to be what we see the most of mm. you know those conversations are not taking place anymore people are not talking about college anymore in the home they're not talking about you know being a doctor being a lawyer those conversations are a thing of the past now you know the only young people i know and this is based on people that i have relationships with are people who the only time they talk about education and being a doctor and being a lawyer is if you grew up with a family of doctors and lawyers and as mm. well as educators. Mm. So right now we've got this crazy thing called the internet, mm. which is a blessing and a curse. Absolutely. People are exposed. These young kids are exposed to things that we don't discuss in our homes. Absolutely. So the internet is literally raising a lot of our children. But it's interesting, you know, because people look at some people kind of go on the one side of the internet is that the internet's, bad and you know oh my goodness and i always say if you hand a tool to a good human or a bad human it's still the same tool it's how we use the tool that really changes the context in which we use it that being said i'm a glass half half full always kind of person that's my spirit so i think about okay. things like i said hey i want to talk to lily i want to bring lily on the show man i could just <laughs> message lily i mean think back in the day you couldn't just message people you couldn't. Right. You would have to go through yeah. gatekeepers. You'd have. You couldn't even get to that yeah. person. You got to go through managers. One hundred percent, right? Yeah. And yeah. and now it's like you hop on Instagram, and you know a lot of people do have handlers that do their social media and whatnot. But you can just have direct access, right? And that's yeah. why even when I yeah. message you, I said, "Hey, Lily and team," because I don't know if I'm talking to you or maybe I'm talking yeah. to one of your team members. <laughs> I don't know, right? But right, then you, right. the way you reply back, you're like, hey, I'm like, oh, it's her. And you're very <laughs> casual with how I everything am. is, right? So mm -hmm. how have you maintained this certain, you know, going through good, going through bad? You have this, I, I have never met you in person. I, this is the first time I've even been talking to you uh, verbally. <laughs> but you maintain this very humble, very uh, just, man, I mean, you're just somebody who seems like you could kick it on the couch, in the car, walking down the block, just very mm -hmm. chill, you know, very calm, you know. Even when we were trying to book this interview, you said, I don't know who the heck booked for 8 a.m. 
But that, but I'm an industry girl, and that is not happening here. And the way you said it though was so like, listen here, brother. I don't know who you talk to, and you start naming names. I'm like, I don't know who the heck that is. <laughs> and you're so casual about it. So is this something that, from you know, in your days of SWV all the way to now, is this something that, you know, Lily's learned a lot through the path? Has your ego changed over the course of your career? And age, or has this always been kind of you? This has always been me. I have always been the girl from the Bronx. And sometimes, believe it or not, it get me in a lot of trouble because that's where a lot of my, you know, all of this, you know, the, the door knocking <laughs> yep. earrings. And my sister always told me, you girl, you too old to be wearing that. You're... No, this is where I'm from. I'm from the culture of hip hop where hip-hop was originated in the Bronx, New York. So I still have a lot of that, mm, 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 yes, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. But um, I definitely uh, have been blessed, like I said earlier, to see both sides of the spectrum. I've, I've been, I grew up poor. Yeah. You know, I grew up wanting things. I grew up um, not having a lot so I can appreciate the little things that I have. So God has blessed me tremendously to be in an industry that a lot of people probably have spent a lifetime trying to get in, but won't. So I was I had an opportunity to make some money and, and buy me some nice things, and yeah. I'm just blessed. So my friends, I'm still friends with the friends that I had before I became legally, yeah. you know? So it's so funny, because when I call my friends, I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm coming to New York. And one of my friends like, well, let me tell you, you know, I don't have no, and, and sometimes that offends me because I'm like, Dude, don't act like we ain't sleeping uh, cots. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. act like we don't do the couch. I'm I'm the same girl. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if you got a, a a chair that I can, if I can do like this, <laughs> I can get some sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I I am I'm just very personable. Like I know what it's like to have. I know what it's like not to have, and I'm not easily impressed. Yeah, I'm not easily impressed. Like I've been able to see a lot of, and in this industry, you know, it's levels to this stuff. You know, <laughs> my friends think I got some. I'm like, well, I ain't got nothing compared to what they got. You know, but one thing I realize it doesn't matter what you have and how much of it you have. You still, it doesn't give you the peace. Uh, you can't buy peace. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. You know what I mean. You, you can't buy that peace that everybody in this industry so desperately wants, but it's so hard to find. People have you that. Can buy people have that shiny object syndrome, you know. And they even when they talk about famous people, so many people they talk, you know, they, they when they when they look at a famous person, it's interesting, you know. They get very hopped up over it, right? And I always believed, you know we're all just as temporary as the next person so whether yes. whether i see barack obama or lily or some homeless guy on the street that's just trying to make his or her way um nice. to me it's it never even since i was a kid it never never mattered i'm a big football dude i used to play football i met so many different people and at the end of the day i said i seen that guy come out of the toilet he went yeah. and had to go to the washroom just like every next person Okay. Yes. Now, yes. what I'm fascinated over, Lily, and our whole show is wrapped around it, is curiosity. Because I wonder, why does somebody get to this spot in life and others don't get to that spot in life? And what's really interesting is when we deconstruct their journeys and paths, it's often work ethic. It's often the decisions in which they made along the journey. So for you, I know you probably made every mistake in the book. 
you've had a mm-hmm. lot of losses in the book, but you've also had a lot of wins in the book. My question mm-hmm. to you is looking back, and I know it's hindsight because when you're living through hell at the time, if you got asked this question, you'd be like, no, I don't want to be in hell. I would like to be out of mm-hmm. hell. Right? <laughs> so I'm giving context to the question. But I look at it and I'm like, would you say your losses mean more to you as Lily, as Leanne as a human being, or your wins? Definitely my losses. Mm. My losses, definitely, because in order for you to know good, you have to do bad. Mm. In order for you to know how to win, you have to lose. Mm. And vice versa. So it's all, it all depends on how you learn those particular lessons. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I am to the point now, at 47 years old, I've been in this on this journey for almost 30 years now. And even though... I was in a very successful group. I still felt like a loser. Mm. I didn't. I didn't feel successful, and I was in the midst of in the meat of it all, mm. and I still did not feel like a winner. Now, why is that? Is that? Um, do you think it was a little bit of imposter syndrome, where you felt like, man, I don't even belong here, and maybe that could project into your self-respect for yourself, like almost your value internally for yourself, or is it just? upbringing all the above you know what i mean you know what it was when you when i got into this industry like i said it's levels to this stuff Mm. so you once you get inside of it you have people that treat you like you're not you're not exciting to them (laughs) you know you may be we may be sitting next to each other but you're not me i'm Uh, still bigger than you i'm still more popular than you yes those egos run rapid in this in this business. Got it. You know what I mean. So I think, um, as a young girl, I allow people to control my thought patterns. Yes. I allow people to sow conversations in me that I started to believe, even as I felt like a failure. Got it. You know, like when Got I try it. a new task or try something new, and I hear those voices in my head, like, "Oh, you ain't nothing. You know, you're a failure." You know, but. I turned that around and I think a lot of us need to learn how to do this. I am so excited. It's, it's, this is so crazy, but I get excited when people pray against me because I'm the type of girl I can show you better than I can tell you. And I can, and I did that by having a vision to start a girl group. Mm, mm, you know what I mean? Yes. But then I didn't know once I, once God blessed me with this thing, cause he did bless me with that. I said, God, please let me be in this industry. Let me just have the gift of song and let me enjoy, let me be on stage. Let me be famous. He gave me that. But mm. then once I was that, I still was empty. Mm, interesting. I, I still felt like nothing. I feel, felt, I still felt like, wow, I still got to do more climbing. Like, mm. you mean, God, this is not it. Mm. <laughs> you got to mm. take me up. It's levels to this, too. Mm. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because we, when people talk about climbing, you can always climb the wrong mountain, too. doesn't mean the mountain, Ooh. one mountain is worse than the other, right? This is things that go through my mind because, for me, I, I, I'm fascinated with how people's minds work. You know, I love psychology. You know, I, I'm a business yeah. owner, but I... I started this podcast because I said, man, I'm just so damn curious. You know, I, I, I like to deconstruct <laughs> yeah. and figure out what makes people tick. And it's interesting because when people sit down a lot of the time and say, hey, Ryan, 
how I, I don't know the right questions to ask. Or if I'm dealing with somebody that's maybe more of an introvert where you just said, hey, I'm a, I, I can show much better than I can verbalize my thoughts. Right. Yeah. There's ways to work around that and try to figure out well, what is what does go in the mind. So you seem like you're you're kind of a captain sitting in a cockpit and you're kind of a little quiet, but your mind is just you, you, you're, you're checking the flight patterns. You're checking the weather. You're checking, you know, is the passengers OK? How's the food? Lemon pepper yes. wings or something. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, so for you, you're in the group. You, you, you know, you're at the height of your success, quote unquote, success at that time. Uh-huh. And you're still feeling extremely empty. Uh, I just people listening to that. I think it's such a big point of, of you know, to stop and, and bring context to because so many people say, well, I want what Lily has or I want what Lily had. And then they get there and maybe they feel like you did where they're like, oh, this was not how I thought this was going to feel. You know, it's almost like, well, I want a lot of money. And then you get a lot of money and you're like, oh, I still feel empty. Right. And, right, and people right. react two ways to that. You, one, unfortunately, some people go and they and they take their own life. I mean, they go all the way to the right and they, they lose it completely. I was there. I was yeah, there. Right? I was, I was so there. And, and I think it's just, let, let's just say this. When you are in something you're married right i'm married yeah you're married or you know let's just say you got married at 20 years old and now you're probably 50 years old that's all you know is that woman yeah you've given so much to this woman you've sacrificed so much for this woman even if if you didn't even if you admit that you have to give up a little bit of who you are to, to comfort her and your family. And then she just decides to do her own thing. So mm. everything that you built, not even for you, you built mm. everything for your family. Mm. And they could just, and one person. Now think about the process of everything it took for you to get to this point. Mm. And that one person can make a decision to say, well, I don't want none of this anymore. Mm. <sighs> it's devastating. Is mm. devastating, and that's the space that I was in. Um, all I knew was SWV. Mm. All I knew was was going on stage since I was like 18 years old. Mm. I didn't have I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything else to depend on. So when that was taken away from me in 1998, I just felt lost. Mm. I felt so lost, and I'm like questioning myself. Well, how could I go from everybody loving me? So no one gives a damn now. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. how, how does that? How does that happen? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? How does that happen? You know, I was just doing this. I was just doing that. Everything was good. You know, people would do nice things for me, and I would say thank you. You know, I, I love the experience of a relationship mm. and just hugging on people and seeing the fans and one person can make a decision and take that all away from me. Mm. After all I've sacrificed, I sacrifice my kids, mm. you know, being there for my kids. Mm. I was a Western Union mom, you know, mm. I lost a lot of years with my children, mm. you know, and then one person, <laughs> a record company could just say, hey, we don't want to go this route anymore. Yes. We don't care what you do. We, we, gonna, we gonna go this route. 
devastated. Yes. Devastated. Yes. They, they controlled my thoughts. They controlled everything that I was. I didn't even know myself. Mm. And I didn't care to find out who I was. I didn't care because all I cared about is who people knew. Mm. Is Lily. You know yes. what I mean? That's all I cared about is, wow, I can't give them Lily? Then I might as well just, just end it all. Yes. If please. I can be who they need me to be for them, why am I here? Mm. And that's when the whole suicide thought start coming in my head. And I was gonna commit. How old how and old were you then, Lily? Roughly. I was about I I think I was probably uh 20, 21. Oh, just a young baby. <laughs> just yeah, a young baby. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Cause yeah, yeah. SW, cause S, so in the prime of SWV, when you were performing and doing all that, how old would have you been? Like 18 till, I mean, you're young. I was 18. Now, this happened in 98, so. Yeah, well, so 22 years ago. I was definitely, definitely in my 20s. Yeah, I see about 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. around there. And yeah. um, I I had no money. I lost everything. Yeah. I lost everything. And what I didn't lose, I gave back. Yes. I got I had a car, a nice truck. This is when the Four Expeditions first came out. <laughs> I had a brand new yes. Ford Expedition. I got sick of hiding that damn truck I, to the point where I would go to every friend's house who had a garage and hide the truck in their garage. So one day I just got so tired. So I got tired of hiding and tired of fighting and I knew I didn't have the money to pay this car. No, I was driving with no insurance. It was oh. just bad. Yeah. So I drove up to the Ford dealership and I said to them, I came to give you back what belongs to you. Yes. When I left there, we didn't have Uber at the time. I, I just started walking, but there was a freeness that came off my back. I'm telling you, it was so much weight off my shoulders. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? If God blessed me with this the first time, he's definitely going to do it again. 100%. 100%. And and I stood on that. I stood on that. So everybody, it's interesting because you took your identity and you, you based your identity on something that really wasn't foundational. There was nothing, that thing was not built on concrete. It was built on sticks that when the wind comes, they just blow anyway, right? Exactly. And and that's a slippery game. That's a slippery game to play because, you you know, and and I always say, and we talk about obviously in 2020, especially with, you know, what's happening in the States. I'm in Canada. It's a little different, but racism is everywhere. I mean, we're we're, we're battling. Yeah. Oh, I love Canada. Canada's a be- it's a beautiful country, you know. It's funny because I love it. back in the day after high school, I played football, a scholarship. I went down to Los Angeles. Oh my goodness, it was such a culture shock for me because it's it because yeah. you go down to a place like that, and you know I'll never forget. I mean, I got to room and board. Base it was like a co-op program, so I basically lived with a teammate's parents. They lived in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. Beverly Hills is not realistic to to the world. Mm-hmm. Right? right, and then right. you go drive a few blocks, and then maybe you're in Compton or something. And I'm like, oh my god! But it really right. gave me a taste of of the racial divide in the states and in the world. Because in Canada, not to say that it's it's better, but it's it's more quieter. You don't get as 
you're not having you know police officers pull people over and shoot them and all these things in in this capacity but it's silent but in the states what you see is just all hell breaking loose to, to some degree right do you think for you when we go back into that because i'm i'm leading to the one word and that's always ownership you know ownership over yourself ownership over your business ownership over your money your family your home your car just straight up ownership because to me ownership gives you a certain power and choice and option love options love me some options you give me oh, i don't like yeah. i don't like one option i like a couple options uh, you sound like me you sound like me <laughs> yeah absolutely eggs yeah. should not go in all in the same basket in my opinion humbly that's and graciously right. <laughs> yeah that's right that's right? right so for you yeah. now you're 20 you know 20 25 years old you're an swv your whole identity is based on that you grew up you know life of craziness before that got a lot of success gets ripped away oh my god it's very traumatic how does somebody how do you go back and say to yourself all that experience i got and now you're using that experience to push forward into everybody else in the new generation coming up but what would you tell yourself now knowing what you know now back then you know because you get to the point where you say my life is worthless because somebody else was depositing into the checking account that i didn't even own Ooh. right you know what i'm saying Ooh. right yes, yes. so now yeah. lily deconstructs back to 25 years old comes all the way back to 47 how does that look now just to give everybody who's listening you know an insight into into the path you know into the journey which what, is the what, best part well what i would tell a young Lily, I would tell myself to be patient, to love yourself mm. and understand who you are. Mm. See, that was never implemented into me. I didn't know how to love myself, even as a, and this, this kind of goes back to why I wrote the book in the first place. I regret the day I lost my virginity. Mm. You are not your past mm. because even throughout my successes, I still, like I told you, I felt like a failure. I felt like people had information on me that mm. that held me in bondage. You know what mm. I mean? When I was a young girl, um, I lost my virginity at 13. Mm. If I saw this guy today, I could not tell you who he was. I, mm. I don't, I know who he is, but I don't know if I saw, if he smacked me in the head, I wouldn't even know who, I'd be like, who, who? <laughs> And yeah. if, if he said his name, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'd be yeah. excited. but you know, that was supposed to be a great experience for me. And it really wasn't, it yes. really wasn't. So at, even throughout my teen years, I always felt like I was the property of some dude. Interesting. Some dude that mm. I barely knew. I always felt like I didn't want to be that girl that mm. wasn't having sex because she wasn't popular. Guys didn't like her. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I thought maybe if I become what the guys like, then, you know, they would like me. Like I'll be the cool chick on the block. Yes. But like I tell my nieces, I didn't know back then that it's cool to be square. 
Yes. It's cool to be popular, but be popular for the right things. 100%. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. So um, I had to grow up. I had to grow up and figure things out. I had to cry a lot. I had to tap into my inner me and ask myself, why didn't I love myself? Why was my self-esteem so low? Mm. I had to ask myself these questions. Nobody on this planet can answer those questions for me. Mm. You know, and I had to gain my power back. I had to take my power back. It's interesting because it goes back to the days of Adam and Eve. I mean, everybody knows if the cookie jar is open and everybody's just putting their hand in the cookie jar and the cookies are flying out. Nobody wants those cookies. I want the cookie jar that's all in that safe. And I'm like, why has it got that special cover on it? I mean, I'm looking at that cookie jar and I will refuse to eat any cookies forever until I get that one cookie. Because and, and to this day, <laughs> I wish I was that brand new pack of cookies. Yes. Like I wish. Poor Lily, give the girl some cookies. <laughs> Get some cookies I wish for her. I was that brand new, unopened, unused pack of Oreo cookies, chocolate yep. chip cookies. That's that. But you can't get those times back. Well, Lily, you know in the I marketing mean? community, we call this a rebrand. So you get the option to oh, rebrand, rebrand yourself. You get to do well, the different colors, the different logo. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can rebrand that. <laughs> it depends on which doctor you ask. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. man. Uh, no. Yeah, you, you, you are absolutely right. You can even rebrand that. You know something? Yeah, and oh, oh no, it, it, it's 2020. I mean, I, I in my mind, I'm like, I think almost anything's possible nowadays. It's it's some weird yes, stuff going on, yes. right? Don't be right. So you, Absolutely. so when you go back, you say, okay, I thought this was the right thing to do. I think about this all the time because you know, I have my son is three and a half, Dejan, and my my daughter Talia is 16 months old, and you know, it's so mm-hmm. funny when you're a man and any guy listening to podcasts is a father. The first thing you think about when you find out that you're having a baby who's a girl, you start thinking about how you treated every single woman in your life. Every single girl. And then you start getting, and then I start getting scenes of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys 2 when they're opening the door and this guy's trying to come and date the girl. Then I'm thinking, am I answering the door in my boxers with a gun or some sort of knife? Like, what is happening here, you know? And you start getting anxiety. For me, I get this anxiety yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. My daughter's going to date somebody? Who the heck? Is... Already, I don't like yes. the person, and she's only 16 months. I mean, yes. she's not dating until yes. she's 47. But that's Every... another story. <laughs> her, throughout her process, you're going to always think that. Oh, because man. you're gonna always stay dad. You're gonna your your thoughts are gonna be the same. She's the one that's gonna grow. You're gonna see her. You know she's gonna have boobs. She's gonna have legs. She's gonna, you're gonna be like, oh my god. Oh man, yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, funny. Just the other. I'm changing her diaper. The uh, actually earlier today, and I said to my wife. Her feet are growing way too quick. I don't want this girl to grow too quick. I'm already starting. I'm like, yeah. you're growing way too quick, right? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So you 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 come back. You say, hey, I am on the precipice of thinking, hey, my life doesn't matter. I maybe want to end it. And then what changes in that to say, uh-uh, I'm going to keep forging through. 
my life on paper in terms of material is not what it was i'm gonna have to get over the fact that i'm not swv at this moment nobody really cares in general i was used as a commodity you know the commodity stopped and everything else stopped so then basically now you're saying who the hell am i and where am i going from this point on how do you how does that what does that look like you know what um the day the night actually that i was gonna commit suicide i had i was staying at the marriott hotel in um times square and i'm scared of heights i am so afraid of heights (laughs) you're a funny girl you are a funny woman (laughs) you sleep till 12 (laughs) you take naps you're scared of heights. You, my friend, are are, are a see, funny a funny see, person. It is actually. Please remind me to tell you the story about why I like to enjoy sleeping. It's okay. it's always it sleeping. all stems from my childhood. Okay. But um, I was just done. I was done with life. I was done with people. I was done with myself. I was just in this dark place that I could not find my way out of. Mm. And I didn't have any more money to pay for this room. And I was just, I was heavy. I was very heavy. So I I said, you know, before I die, I'm going to call two of my sisters and just tell them to just take care of my kids. Mm. You know, tell my kids I love them. I I can't do this anymore. Mm. They're better off without me here. Mm. Because right now I can't give them anything, mm. nothing. I'm no good for anybody, not even mm. myself. Mm. So one of my sisters, I call, um, she didn't answer the phone. And then I call my other sister. And the crazy thing is we never said anything. Mm. It was just complete silence. And I just start crying. She started crying and, and she was like, you know, just come home. Just come home. Mm. Never mm. said nothing. I never told her what I was going to do. A lot of my hurt and my pain, I kept away from my family. But mm. she knew she connected with my spirit some mm. kind of way. Mm. And I was just crying. Like I was in the outside of, in front of the hotel door, just crying. And the lady had to help me up. And she's like, you're okay. And I, I just fell, just, just fell completely out. And she just so happened to let me, it was a housekeeper. She let me, I said, please just let me go grab my things. So I went inside the room and um, I just went in the bathroom and look at myself in the mirror and just start boo-hoo crying and Mm. thinking about the selfish thing that I was about to do. Mm. Like, how dare you Mm. take a life that was not given to you? Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. I dealt with my when I tell you I was a crazy woman in there I was like punching myself in the face and yeah. the head and yeah. I cursed myself out yeah. but I tell you one thing the next day I was so refreshed it was almost like I had like this glow on me mm. and I chose life over death I mm. chose I said God whatever you have in your plan for my life Let's do it. Let's go. Mm. 
You know, mm. I'm willing at, at that particular moment, I was just willing to start over again. Mm. And I think for a lot of people, that's the hardest thing to do is mm. to not only to start over, but for people to mm. see you start over. Mm. Especially if they if they know where you've been. Oh my God, it's the most embarrassing thing ever. So I had my sister told me to come home. Hey everyone, I know you're enjoying this episode. Just a couple quick messages. First off, this episode is sponsored by Ryan Holtz Marketing, a social media digital creative agency that does branding, personal branding, staff training, sales training, and all your marketing needs. Visit ryanholtz.ca or send an email to info at ryanholtz.ca and reach out. The next message is, we are on YouTube. Please visit youtube.com forward slash Ryan Holtz and subscribe to our channel as this is where we put all our video versions of the podcast that you're enjoying now onto. Another thing, iTunes. iTunes loves us. We love iTunes. We love you. We want to keep bringing you the show. We need your support and we need your review. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, please take two seconds to write us a glorious review. Then go over to Instagram, at RyanHoltz1. Tag me in the story so I can repost it, reshare it. I appreciate the love. And again, if you're a business owner listening to this podcast, which I know you are, we have a lot of business people, or you know of a great business that would love to partner with the RyanHoltz Show, we are looking for sponsors. We're always looking for great partnerships. So again, reach out, info at RyanHoltz.ca. Come say hi on social media, at RyanHoltz1. And let me know what you thought of the episode. Take care. And remember, curiosity should always be your mandate. Much love from the Team Holt Squad. Omar, I came down to Atlanta. And then, you know, everything started to, to a realization came over me. Like, wow, you know, I'm not on stage anymore. Like, my whole life has been, is done. The life that I knew, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. So at that, at that point... I'm like, yo, I really have to create a life for myself now. Mm. My life. Mm. Not SWV's life. Mm. My life. Mm. And I didn't really understand what that looked like. Mm. I didn't Mm. know. Because I didn't know myself. Remember? Mm. I I had no idea who I was. I was everything that I needed to be for the public. Well, it's it's interesting because it's the famous saying, right? You, You know, you turned your mess into your message, right? And yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting because when you look at you know SWE and you hear it so much because it's it's what you're known for, it's got to be a point of conjecture and confliction sometimes because you're like, I like SWV. It got me to you know I, that's that helps you now. I mean you get to talk about it. People want to know about it. Mm-hmm. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, it, it was a time that took you right to the core of not even living. So you're you, you know it's literally yeah. a double edged sword in that in it's that in that regard. Bittersweet. It's very bittersweet. Absolutely. So, yeah. so some people say, well, okay, you know, it's not happening, you know, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you, you know, through you, whatever, however you want to say it. But do you, would you say to people, well, that was a great time in my life because it got me to where I am now? Or did you think, well, maybe that was good, but it was built so wrong and, you know, logistically, spiritually, maybe holistically, that if it was built a little different, it, it would have went somewhere else. Like, do you ever think that way? Or do you say, nah, I, it was a it was a card I played? No, it, it was definitely um, the card that was played for me. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Because my story would be so different. I mean, yes. who knows? Had I not been, 
had that journey, I probably would have been a crackhead or with mm. some crackheads do or some guy that, that beat the hell out of me. Mm. You know, like it could have gone so many different ways. Now, mind you, I'm a girl from the Bronx, New York. So I was exposed to a lot of different things that I did not partake in. Mm. I've never drank. I've never smoked. I've never yes. done any of those things. You know, yes. I had every opportunity to do it. I had so much hell going on in my life that the, the that that problem solver could have been some 150 proof vodka. That could have yeah. solved all my problems for that moment. Yes. You know, but I'm just so thankful that I just not, I didn't partake in a lot of that stuff, but I definitely would not have changed my story. But if I could, <laughs> I would probably change some of the people that was in it. <laughs> I, so you like the script, you just didn't necessarily like the characters, yeah, like, <laughs> the cast, I, I the casting like the cast. crew. The cast could have been a little different, you know. Yeah, no. But, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thankful, you know. I, I've met some amazing people when. Mm. I finally decided to get my life back and build my own life for myself. I had to get a job. Mm. I was at that job for four to five years. And believe it or not, every time I tell my friends this to this day, they're like, you crazy as hell. I'm like, no. I had so much peace making $10 an hour, $11 mm. an hour. I, I was peaceful. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I barely had enough money to pay anything, but I did not care. Mm. I knew I had somewhere to go the next day. I knew how much money I was bringing home. I knew if I worked overtime, I could probably get, you know, beat the clock a little bit and make <laughs> some extra cash. Yeah, so yeah. I set goals for myself. Mind you, I lost everything. So yeah. I said, okay, first thing, since I was staying with my sister, so I said, you know, what I'm going to do first is get me a car. Because if I get me a car, the car is going to get me the more money. 100%. I mean, the, yes. 100%. 100%. And if things go back, I, I can always sleep in my car. So the, <laughs> <Yeah>. 100%. <laughs> so, yo, yeah. I, was, I was in survival mode. I'm like, oh, this is looking good. So I bust down that clock. Two weeks, I got, had enough money. I'm for a down payment on the car it was a crap it was a messed up car but mm. i was thankful for that messed up car and i said you know okay now we're gonna work another two weeks we're gonna do mad overtime and so now we're going i'm gonna have enough money to put a down payment on getting me an apartment it just so happened that 9 11 was ha had just happened and they were damn near giving away apartments so mm. i was able to get like a 900 and something dollar a month two bedroom apartment for 569 wow so i was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm oh man happy, so i'm building my life back yes slowly but slowly i'm not what i used to be you know yes. but it's okay Yes. But I'm, I'm creating a life of my own. And, yeah. and it was just a beautiful experience. And then we got this call. I think when I was at the job for about four years, we got this call. Um, no, actually, I put in my two weeks notice. Now, you talking about a faith move? I put in my two weeks notice. I had no plan. I didn't know what to do. I mm. just put him, I just knew there was something bigger out there for me. I said, mm. okay, I gave this job almost five years of my life. There's nothing else for me to do here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, maybe somebody else will hire me at another job, but here, my, my work is done here. Yeah. 
just so happened, I put in my two weeks notice, I went in my car. You know when they give you that two weeks notice party and they're like, oh, we're going to miss you. I was like, damn, what the hell I'm going to do now? Like, <laughs> I ain't got no plan. I ain't got no nothing. Yo, I went in my car. I was so peaceful. I didn't feel burdened. I, every move that I made, God gave me a peace. Mm. a level of peace that I just can't even describe but it wasn't worry mm. I did not worry a week later I got a call from one of the managers this guy that used to manage us and you know at the time you know SWV wasn't really speaking or whatever we would like do little small yeah. talk hey he's thinking about you I love you yeah. whatever but we had a gig to go to Japan. We had an offer to go to Japan. Japan paid us so much money. Yo, it put me back in the game. Wow. <laughs> I have not. I did I love not that. look back. I didn't look back since. Interesting. That was it. That, that was, was it. it. So then you got to reconstruct it in, in with some control. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, there you, you go. Know what? Even, even with my book, you was talking about ownership earlier. I had so many um publishing companies like coming after me or whatever, but that ownership thing, I'm like, hell no, ain't nobody owning nothing mm. that I create. I have to own what I create. <laughs> you know, they own me as a kid, as an adult. I'm not gonna be no stupid adult. <laughs> so I had so many different publishing companies wanting to, you know, partner with me. And, and I know what that means sometimes. Like, you know, they wanted to give me all these fancy advances. I'm like, okay, uh, but you're not going to own my story. Mm-hmm. So I never took that deal. And I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and I said, you know, had I done that, I probably would have had more money and my book would have probably been pushed out there a lot more but I wouldn't have had no peace. Mm, mm, you know what I mean? So mm. I'd rather gradually get to where I need to be. This book is going to last It's going to last forever. It's going to be available forever. Mm. You know what I mean? But I own it. I own, own it. myself. Own I own it. everything in that book. You own everything. It. You own it. I it's own a, it. Well, it's like a catalog, right? It's, it's interesting because we, we get in the discussion of because I own a marketing agency. That's my bread and butter. And then I started the podcast. But I did a lot of, I used to go on, like I speak on the subject of digital marketing. So TV stations, radio would always bring me on. Hey, Ryan, give us your, you know, marketing expert commentary on iPhones or this and that. And I love radio mm-hmm. and I love the TV and I love the interviewing. And I'm a, I'm a comedian at heart. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a performer in my own way, for sure. Okay. And I said, if I go take a radio job or some sort of gig, you know, the producer, the program director is going to tell me, Ryan, you know, you can't really talk about that. Like, even when me and you are chatting right now, I can ask oh. you anything I want. You could just tell me F off if you don't want right, to answer it. Right, right. But I yeah. still can mm-hmm. ask it. You and I can, can have my that. own interview. And then one, the second thing you have to think of, Lily, too, is not only do you want to own your catalog, you want to own the distribution of it. Because that's where the other big money is, right? Yeah. Because if you yes. get dis- if you get distribution, sure. everybody wants you anyway because they want your damn audience, man. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So when yeah. we look at, you know, Joe Rogan, arguably is the number one podcaster in the world. And yes. he did the $100 million deal with Spotify. 
and Spotify and him are already having issues because Joe Rogan is off the cuff, right? And Joe Rogan says certain things and if you Joe Rogan does not play by anybody's rules. That's why that's why his podcast is magical. It's a yes, true and that's why they love him. It's a true conversation. It's not okay, let's take 26 questions and you've been you've done so many damn interviews in your life. I mean, you've heard the same questions over. Like you're like Okay, SW. Okay, twenty five. Yes, twenty five. Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay, play tape eight. Like you could actually, you could actually. Oh, I, I'm gonna play a joke right now. You could have your poster behind you, talk for you. You just sit, sit there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So when you talk about you coming back now and having your book and you know the distribution, the ownership, speak on that a little bit more because I think what you've done there is extremely smart. And it also shows that you've learned from some past mistakes in the early days, which is really okay, now, beautiful. Now, now the distribution, and I'm working on that part right now, but my book is available. Like I, I pretty much invested in my book myself. Yep. So people yep. can get, not only can they get it from Amazon it, because it's available on Amazon, but they can get it directly from my, from me. Which is awesome. Because you, you basically self-published your own book. Yeah, pretty which much. Which is great. And then you had your pretty book much. launch. Yeah. I seen your book launch stuff, right? See, it's look at this. Yes. But it's amazing <laughs> how you, because you, you, you reverse engineered your, your career in life. This is this is what was interesting when I was when I was really looking at your story because I said, you know, let's, let's go all the way back to when you're SWV. Let's come all the way to where you are now. And then I start tracing backwards. And it's amazing okay. how you took something from 25, you put it now at 45. You took something from 24, yeah. you put it at 44. Yeah. And you start yeah. peacemaking everything. It's a, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, right? Yeah, there's a lesson in every journey, mm. like everyone's journey. And what I realized is that I did a woman's session, right? And what I find was that women, we always become, not, not even just women, I just happen to be talking to women this particular day, but you know, everything that I said, well, some things I said really inspired a lot of these women. Mm. And I'm like, if you really think about it, when people ask us who we are, we always say the person that we are for somebody else. Mm. We say, I'm a father. We, I say, I'm a mother. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a painter or what, whatever it is that you do for somebody else. We always say that first, mm. but what happens when you take away the plus ones of your life? Mm. If you take away the fact that you're married, let's just take away the plus ones. Take the wife. The wife is a plus one. Take away the two kids. They plus ones. You got three plus ones. If you take that away from you, who are you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, we don't have the answers to that. Mm. So I try to encourage women to, to not always become what other people want us to be. Mm. Find out who you are. We mm. don't know who we are. Mm. That's, it, you know? It's, it's interesting. You, I had Montel Jordan on the show. Do you know him? You must know him. You must have met him. Isn't oh, it? yeah. That's, I, the, same, yeah, that's yeah. the same. That's the same era. I mean, kind of, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, for man. sure. So yeah. he's, he, we were talking cause he's a pastor now and he's still doing music stuff with his wife and whatnot, but he's like, what you do, what you do is not who you are. 
And this guy was on the podcast and he started talking about his kids. And he said, you know, my grown kid, just the other day, he comes in the room, Ryan, he, he gives me a hug and a kiss. And, he, and man, Montel, he starts crying on the podcast because me and him were talking about fatherhood. And I didn't have a dad and he didn't have a dad. And I was raised by a single, I was raised by a single mom, but my mom was my queen. And I said, I said to him, I'm a smart guy. I know this from a very young age. I made sure that I, I didn't care about dudes. I played football. And then I would go to like band camp or something after. I was a funny guy. I had, uh-huh. I had a range to me at a young age, but I said, <laughs> I said, if, if, if the women are cool with you, you're good. Even if you go into a household, let's say you're dating a girl. If her mom and grandma loves you, her dad's going to, her dad's good. Your, your dad, the dad's going to be over the, at the dinner table on the other side, like just giving you really bad looks, doing certain things yes. to make it very uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, you know, he's going to get sold by grandma <laughs> and right. his wife. Right. right. So mm-hmm. women have always ran the world, in my opinion. They, and they do. Yeah. Now, just because mm-hmm. marketers such as myself have a really bad tendency to sell bullshit, because if yeah. you're selling a message to the world and the world says, hey, this is what we believe in right now. This is why, you know, mainstream media and things like this, you have to be careful of because the messaging you know, fear, divisiveness, all these things are used in a very strategic way, right? So what you're saying in terms of women not really identifying with themselves, but more so what they do and kind of who they do it for, so to speak. Right, right. It's a good point you make. So for <laughs> you... And I, and I think a lot of times um, we all have a desire to become a, a mother, like being a mother is one of the most amazing jobs. I, I don't even call it a job. I call it a gift sometimes because mm. everybody can't experience that. You know what mm. I mean? So it's mm. definitely a gift. But even in that gift, I was a single mother. Mm. Sometimes I did not enjoy being a mother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I did not want to be a mother some mm. days mm. I had to convince myself that it was okay for me to want to be loving on myself for this one day mm. and not worry about and run after an 18 year old or or 6 year old you mm. know what I mean even though mm. I was placed there for of course you're gonna put one, you know you ain't gonna just forget about your kid you know not, not at all that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is that sometimes we just feel bad about loving on ourselves sometimes. Uh, yes, yes. And I do that unapologetically. Like sometimes my kids are grown. I answer the phone if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. I want to do something for Lily today. I, yeah. I want to love on me. You ain't thinking about me. You doing you. So I'm going to do me and I'm going to answer the phone when I feel like it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was looking at my, I'm talking to you on Instagram. I'm like, I'm trying to get this Lily girl on my show. And I'm, so I'm looking at my phone. And then you're like, the first one. Hey, what's up, brother? I don't know who booked that 8 a.m., but they're crazy because it was not me. I'm like, okay, would another day work? Well, we can do late. Wait a sec. I got a hair appointment. I got a hair appointment. And am I getting my nails done? I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, she's talking to me like she's known me for like 30 years or something. Like, you're talking to me like a friend that we're trying to arrange like a dinner party or something. And I'm like, I'm like, so 
she does know like I want her to come on my podcast. She doesn't understand the context of this whole conversation right now. So I'm looking at the phone. And then I'm like, well, what time do you sleep? You're like, I sleep till 12. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, 12 o'clock? What the I heck? See, let me tell you that story because there's a method to my madness, okay? When I was younger, we used to stay in a voted infested apartment. Mm. And I could not sleep mm. because you know how mice are. Like, you got to hit the floor every five minutes just to make sure. Like, at one point, you know, the mouse had got on the bed. You know, you lay the baby oh. on the bed and then with the bottle the sucker was on the bed Jeez. trying to feed off of my baby's bottle. And, and so Jeez. I said, you know what, God? I always put it on God. I said, God, if you bless me with a bed of my own, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get some good sleep. Mm, <laughs> you know, so it, he's amazing. Like, you know, I, I'm able to do a lot of great things now. At, and I just feel renewed. Mm. I feel renewed. I'm not married yet. So I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to like really dream, continue to dream. Mm. And I just want to pass it on to other women that it's okay to dream at 40. It's okay mm. to still be a dreamer at 45. Like it's never too late, mm. you know? Talk about this podcast. So you have a podcast that's, that's, uh, that's about to launch. What is the, what was the whole premise of the podcast? Are you, you guys going to be talking about industry stuff? Is it specific? Where did the whole where did the whole ideas come from? Everything we just discussed. Um, the the it's called the Powder Room Podcast, mm. and if you know, everything happens in the Powder Room. Everything, every discussion, um, we talk about everything that make you uncomfortable. It's really a space for women of a certain age to kind of come together and just be women and not take life so seriously. Like it, it. it's a shit talking platform yes. where we talk about things you know, we pull our wigs off. It's, it's not for the perfect woman. Put it like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a space where we all come in, we laugh together, we talk smack together and we fix each other's problems. Mm. You know, there's going to be some entertainment conversations in there as well, but we are definitely women of a certain age. You know, mm. we feel good, we look good, and we just want women to come and join us who feel good about themselves. You know, mm. even if if you don't feel like we we not the best looking women on the planet, but who cares? We all fine mm. in our own way. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> always say, you know, I, they always say, oh, you're so beautiful, but I'm the only one that ain't never been married. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, God, what, what you doing? What, what, what's going on here? But, well, you know, that's, that's why I wanted to do it because just like for that reason, I, I am very unfiltered. Like, oh, mm. I actually, I'm, I'm being saved right now because I'm I'm hot trying not to curse on your show, you know? <laughs> it's it's free it's free game here. It's free game. I'm it's sweating. It's open I'm, season. My, you know, my sister's going to hear this and she's going to be so super proud of me. And she's like, oh my God, sis, you did a great job. Well, you know, but you know, people just automatically, they just always feel like, you know, you just throw a bomb out there that you just not intelligent or whatever. And I'm, I want to change that now. BS. BS. <laughs> that's to that. definitely no, a man. choice. No, BS. That's one of, that, yeah. That's yeah. one of my, that's one of my vices. You know, I don't drink smoke or do all the other the cool stuff that everybody do but i can cuss <laughs> what do you think 
so it's interesting speaking to uh, some of your peers, even in the industry, especially, you know, had a lot of fame in the 90s and things like this. When they fast forward to now, and I don't know if it's even maybe an age thing or a generation thing, but when I look at somebody, even you or like Montel or, or somebody, and I'm like, well, you know so many different people just being in the industry. You get access to a lot of different people that your mainstream society just does, would not get access to. Um, and it's interesting. Do you understand, I guess my question is, do you understand the value of the resource in which you have, especially given the current landscape of social media and how quick it is and how powerful it is like the amount of followers you have or the amount of listens or the amount of views you know we call them they're very you know it's very superficial right it's very superficial in some aspects or vanity mm -hmm. metrics but they do mean something and they do give opportunities in which they're presented right so you right. must get hit up in the dms a lot i like to ask abrupt questions because People who are listening, they're like, uh, they ask me all the time, hey, Ryan, man, how do you get some of these guests on? Where do you go down the rabbit hole? And I say, well, first off, you have to approach the world with one thing. You have to give the world, pour into the world more than you take from the world. Number one, mm -hmm. the intention has to be proper, Ooh. right? Intention has to be proper. Value based mm -hmm. off the hop, right? So when somebody slides in your DMs, how do you assess whether they're a taker or a giver or they're annoying as fuck? And you're just like, get the fuck out of here. Well, you are fucking annoying me off the first fucking sentence. As opposed to, okay, okay, let's see. I'll talk to this person. Let me see. Where are we going with this? And then, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you, what's your filter system? I guess, I guess basically is the question. Well, I do get a lot of requests and unfortunately I can't honor everything. Like everything, like how good money, all money is not good money. <laughs> You know, some things just don't make sense for me to do at this point. Like, even though I, I be wanting to help a lot of people and I have done that. I, I still like when Corona first started, you know, there was a girl. I do this uh, this virtual speed networking event like twice a month. Mm. And it's just a, a group of, of entrepreneurs who try to come together and just speak about you know, their businesses and try to gain more customers mm. and stuff. So it's been very lucrative. It's, it's very, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I just, one of the ladies asked me, she said, she's a new podcaster. She asked me, she said, what would it take for you to be on my podcast? I said, for you to ask. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, like you have, you have that act. You have me to you for a whole hour. Like yeah. I'm a resource for a lot of people and I, I have no problem because I know nobody got here alone. Even mm. though once we get to that point, we try to make people think we have, we have like this <laughs> ego yes. thing going on. No, nobody get anywhere alone. As, as much as they talk about Oprah and what she have, trust me, Oprah's around people who help her get to where she is. 100%. You know? Yes. You know, so I, um... You know, I have people that that'll that'll look at your profile, which they did. They look yeah. at, and then your show just seemed a lot of fun. <laughs> and your approach was really nice. Your approach was really nice and, and professional. Yeah. And I love Canada. <laughs> 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 so I thought it was so cool to do a Canadian podcast like i thought One, that was just like super cool 100 yes yeah smart. yeah this is this is where yeah i mean i mean people because you know people all the time in our show has lots of business owners and things like that on it as well 
But people sometimes they're always trying to get the cookie jar without getting the ingredients first. They want the cookie yeah, without yeah, doing the yeah. baking. And to oh, me, yeah. that's it's a fundamental part of life where I'm like, you cannot just solicit people and ask them for shit if they don't know yeah. you. It's like, who are you? I don't even right. know you. Why would even business, you know, sales 101, don't ask somebody for something on first contact. They don't even know you. Why would I want to give you my money? Right. Why would I want to exactly. give you my money? I don't even know you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I think you have to also use your spirit of discernment too. One, you know what I mean? One hundred percent. And then you get and you oh. said it so perfect earlier. Oof, this is another thing. One thing I cannot stand is a bad interview. <laughs> I cannot. I, let me just let me just say kudos to you. Like you can call me anytime to do your show. If you want to co-host, we can rock out, you know, and have a good time. But this has been amazing. <laughs> we I got we got, got this on tape. We, we got this recorded right now. We got this, we got What's this the date and time right now? <laughs> What's her social? Did you get her social security number for this? Okay, we need to pull a credit check right now. <laughs> Oh my God. No. But you know, um, they just don't do any homework. They don't they don't do anything. And I think once you've been in the industry for almost 30 years, the worst thing you could ask somebody is well, how long you've been in the industry? How did you get started? Really? Oh man. You had 30 years to learn that answer. No, no, no. <laughs> it's so funny, Lily, and I know you're doing your podcast too. Here's the point of a podcast. In my opinion, here's the point that we're even speaking right now. If we're going to do a digital thing, why would I speak to you about shit I can go and Google on the internet? Exactly. It's pointless. So you one of the smart ones. <laughs> I want I want to talk no, I want to know I want to know if like for me, the only thing I'm judgmental on on a woman is the is if her feet are grenades, we're done. <laughs> Ain't no talking. So it's funny because for right. For me, what I want to know about somebody I'm talking to, and it sounds so funny, but here's why a lot of people tune into our show. They say things like, Ryan, you asked so-and-so what they had for breakfast. What was their favorite freaking cereal? People get so curious about the everyday life because when I know yeah. stuff about that, it helps my audience yes. relate to you as a human being. No, we're in the, we're in the human to human yeah. business here. This is human to human, not B2C, not B2B, human to human. Right. Yeah. I appreciate right. your compliment so much because for me, that's the whole basis of the podcast is just to deconstruct curiosities, our mandate. And our second word is provoke. And I always say, if you have right. a show or a podcast, pick two words and wrap all your shit around it. Mine are provoke right. and right. curiosity. Provoke means right. I don't give a shit if I piss somebody off. I don't care if somebody's listening. And they're like, I didn't like the way he said that. Fuck you. I could care less. Right. Oh, that sounds so good. Say that again. <laughs> Like fuck you, man. Like yeah, it's like it's it's a. <laughs> Lily, talk everybody about the book. How can they get your book? Uh, when's your podcast coming out? Plug your stuff, my friend. Yes, sir. Um, the book is called "I Regret the Day I Lost My Virginity." You are not your past. And you can get it on my website, info at lilylions.com, and you can get it at on Amazon. It's in the Kindle version as well. I've been having so many requests about the audio book. So I am Ooh. currently working on that right now. And Huge. also, 
I am, I kind of dig a little bit into the erotica thing. So right now I'm working on uh, an audio erotica book of short stories. So, you know, coronavirus, this pandemic has really gotten me creative. And like you were saying earlier, the podcast as well, um, we have yet to, we're looking at October 15th as a release date now. Got it. We're looking at October 15th. It's called the Powder Room Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Yeah. It's the Powder Room underscore podcast. And is Instagram your favorite social platform to spend your time on? <sighs> it's the easiest for me. It's the easiest. It's the easiest. You know, Facebook, actually, I love like a lot of the Facebook shows now, like the <laughs> The, you know, the, the red table talk and all oh. of these, like I'm discovering all of these amazing things about Facebook. And plus I'm on the creative side. So I like to create content and stuff like shows. Cause I've had my little stab at reality TV and I fell in love with television. Ooh, yes. So if y'all, if y'all got, if y'all got something going over, going on over there in Canada, man, I need to get a piece of that. It I is. know it's a lot of money over in Canada, there, honey. There get is. me on that plane. There, I'll be right. There, <laughs> no doubt. No, I, I'm gonna link to everything in your description. You're so, you're so playful. My last, uh, last question I wanted to talk to you about was: it's my, it, my favorite song of yours isn't even an SWV song. It's, it's Baby. That's the best. That was your solo song, wasn't it? Oh my God, I hate that song. You hate that song, eh? Why you do you know, hate that, that song? Actually, that was actually a, a don't hurt, demo. You, don't hurt my feelings. I, I love that. I jammed to that song, man. You better watch well, it right now. That, that's because... Oh it, my it, God. It has, I, like this, it has like this... Now, I did a song um, called Depend that. On Me. It's not, it's not on social media. I'm trying to contact the guy that has it, but I was just kind of finding my rhythm and just kind of, you know, reporting like different things or whatever. But um Depend on Me is is a great song. And now I would definitely it has like this reggae thing. So I was working with this reggae producer and I fell in love with the reggae experience. Like just being in a studio with musicians who create on the fly. Yes. I just had, I, I love reggae. I love Jamaicans. I, I just fell in love with them all over again. And then now I, I am Bob Marley's uh, girlfriend. <laughs> you know, my dad. Bob, Bob, Bob Marley <laughs> is my boo, okay? You know, you know my dad, this is a true story. What I know my dad, because I'm half Jamaican, half German. So my dad, my dad grew up in Brownstown, Jamaica. My dad went to school with Bob Marley, exact same age. Because when the Whalers, they came up here, I remember they came up, they went, I believe it was Edmonton or Calgary. This is when Bob Marley was alive. People couldn't believe it, but my dad literally would was like, Bob. Like, hey. And, and he's like, yo, man. Like, and when he talked to him, you knew like, oh, these guys were friends in school. Like, it wasn't even, it was just like casual people talking. And everybody's like, what? You, what? Bob Marley? Like, he's an icon, you know? He's iconic, right? He's iconic. Lily, um, my last question to you is uh, how can I be of service and provide value to you? I like to ask that question. That's my last one. Just be yourself. <laughs> Just be who you are. We have, I, I'm sure this is not the last time we're going to communicate. We, we've been talking off the record, so 
you 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 know that song. You got what I need. He <laughs> said he's just a friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you definitely got this. You know, I love what you're doing or whatever. So you know, I suck at computers and this new technology thing. And yes. when you were speaking earlier about the followers, like I have like 223,000 followers, and I'm trying to figure out a way to really make the best out of my my following like i really don't understand how the internet and instagram and all of these well, different things work this is this is crazy okay because this is what i do for a living personal branding i mean i i go into you know fortune 500 companies and we do training for them on how to do it sales marketing all really? that this is, we do a lot of business like we have uh, clients like Ford, Toyota that we do full marketing campaigns for right out of my 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 company's called Ryan Holtz Marketing but that's what I was saying to you early in the discussion. I said, I don't understand. I don't, I, I'm not certain that artists, a starving artist wasn't starving because their art sucked. It's because nobody fucking mm-hmm. knew about it. So right. you got to market and distribute your shit. Picasso, you know, he made, he was Picasso after the, after he died. You know what I'm saying, right? right? So, so, so dead, dead people don't make impact while they're living. So Lily's living. You want to have your best impact while you're living because you'd probably like to witness some of it, right? So when I look at your following, I'm like, you're verified. You got the blue check mark. That's great. That's a so. That's what we call a social currency. That thing is like the equivalent of. I don't even know what I could. It's like the equivalent of you get it if you getting a platinum. Yeah, like you got a Grammy to show about that. Like in your in your context, if you were to give value, it's like when somebody says, like even for me, if I'm reaching out a, a, as a guest, I bring on everyday people. But if I'm looking at like a celebrity or past famous person or something, first thing I look for is the check mark because I'm like, I, I don't. This isn't their account. I'm talking to the wrong person. It's some sort of wow. imposter account. They, they're fake accounts all the time, right? So that right. to me is it's valuable. You're, you're following, if I was you, you got people that are like, Lily, I love you, I love you. I see your comments and all this stuff. If you turn your phone around a few days and you said, you know what, I'm going to commit to 30 minutes a week and I'm going to give love back. So you go, you pull random comments of people who you don't know and you send them a direct message. You say, hi, or you simply say a voice message like you sent to me. People like, mm-hmm. like just remember this is serendipitous. People like <laughs> you, Lily, because you sang in yeah. a group. You sang with your voice in a group. So uh-huh. when somebody hears the voice in which they love and they play in their music all the time, say, hi, Ryan. <laughs> like when you sent me the voice message, I was like. <laughs> like when you sent me the voice message, I was like. Let me tell you something. Now, I do a lot of that. Yeah. I have people that come in my inbox like this young lady came in my inbox and she said, oh, my God, could you please make a video for my mom this is her birthday and i mean i've done so many things so i made her a video oh, i said her name yeah and i picked up her daughter i said your daughter made this happen yes. so make sure you give her a big hug for me so i do a lot of that stuff yes i, I and, do i do the, a lot of and that the stuff, stuff is it's 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 impactful and when you do have a couple hundred thousand followers I mean that 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 follower counts crazy. Like the average Instagram follower, when we when we look at the marketing perspective from it, from an influencer marketing, we clock each Instagram follower is worth at least ten to twenty five dollars a follower. 
So if you said I got 200 and some thousand dollars, uh, sorry, 200 and some thousand followers, times that out by 10 to 15 dollars, and look how much your following's worth. Because it's true. Because audience and eyeballs is is like viewership. You know, no mm-hmm. no 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 album can get platinum unless people listen to it. And if they That's listen right. to it, you yeah. get more money. You get more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your audience well, maybe, is the well, same. Maybe you can teach me that. Anytime. So paid, you have so, so we much. Can get paid together. Well, and and the biggest thing for you is you're playing and you're doing it already, but is content. Get the podcast going, push it out. Yeah. Because that's and you're becoming relevant again. And you have this backstory and you it just man, the truck just keeps going. In my podcast right now, I'm talking to you. My business has nothing to do with you, technically. Right, right. And the podcast now, because I'm pushing out content, and when your people are looking at my profile, they're like, oh, wait a sec, this guy doesn't have two followers and his shit looks like shit. His shit looks yeah. good, and he's got an audience. Your, your stuff do look good. I'm, ooh, I'm so jealous, man. That's ter- that's a mess, man. Man, let's you. let's build the value proposition relationship, and man, I'll take care, good care of you, Lily. Oh, and you're su- you're su- but as a human, you're sweet as butter. I, there's some I seen I, when Thank when you. you're messaging back and forth with me, I just felt like, oh, this is really nice. It went from like yeah, I just want to get yeah. her on my show to be like. I kind of like Lily. Lily's cool. Yeah, Lily's cool, I, I man. Really yeah, I like cool, it. Man. <laughs> yeah, what part of Canada are you? So I'm right by Vancouver in British Columbia. It's the it's the mountains. Yes. <laughs> Where have you been in Canada? You've been to Toronto, obviously. I've been to Toronto. Vancouver. I've been to, um, have you been to the prairies I, at all? Edmonton, Calgary. Does that sound familiar at all? That's like the province next to British Columbia where Vancouver is. Okay, which part is right by Detroit? Oh, that's so that's. Take- oh yeah, that's like Windsor, Ontario. You got you got uh, Niagara okay. Falls, Toronto, all that area is down by there. Okay, Niagara yeah. Falls. I've been to Vancouver a couple a couple of times. Yeah, Vancouver's Beautiful. on the west because Vancouver's on the west coast. Like right, they call it the Hollywood of Canada because it's just down the coast from L.A. Right. Because Atlanta, Georgia yeah. is like, that's more central U.S., right? Atlanta? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, is yeah. the salt and pepper wings really? That's the one city I've never been to in the States still. We're, we're going to do it, though. salt and pepper wings. <laughs> and and yeah. don't get it twisted. Like, I'm not from Atlanta. I just yeah. live here. I'm a New York girl. I'm a pizza and Chinese food girl. Well, I'm going to let you know a couple of things. First off, number one, you don't drink, you don't smoke, no problem. You insulted baby, which you sing baby, and that's my ask my song. Now I'm finding out the girl doesn't like salt and pepper wings. What the I heck do. is wrong with you? No, no, that's my my sister love honey. Um, salt and pe- salt and what is that? Salt, salt and pepper, pepper wings or whatever. Yeah, I love honey barbecue wings. Oh god, barbecue honey Ooh. barbecue wings. Ooh. Amazing. Yes. You know who my favorite artist is? Can you cook? Um, from Canada. Who? Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar. Who's that? Oh my gosh! You Who's know Daniel what? Daniel Caesar. You are terrible. Who's Daniel, Daniel Caesar? Daniel Caesar sings one of the biggest songs last year called "Best Part" with her, with the artist her. Oh, her. Oh, interesting. I don't even know who that is. I think Drake you know, is so crazy up here. And then you got, uh, what is it, Deborah Cox? Oh you got some good. God. Deborah Cox, Best Melanie tip. Fiona, Celine Dion. 
Oh yeah, y'all got some fire out there, honey. Yeah, who's the other guy? Oh, yeah, you got a rapper. You got all kinds of people. Canada, we're a lot more conservative, you know. People, except for some people like me, but you know, Canada's quiet. States is like boom. Let's market, market, market. Canada's a little bit like yeah. sneak up on you. I sure wish I was in Canada right now. I wish I was a citizen right now. <laughs> this stuff up here is, we, is terrible. We, we we can work on that too. But your show, Ooh. I want. I hope you do good with the sh- the show. Is important. Let me know anything you need. Okay. Yes, we will definitely keep in touch. And I really appreciate you for being patient with me. You're my guy, so consider you a friend now. And I, okay? oh, I appreciate. And you know what? It's yeah, like ten oh six your time. I don't think I've ever done an mm-hmm. interview this late. It's eight oh six my time. Is it? <laughs> it's eight oh six. You're two hours ahead of me. Yeah, because so I was looking I at the clock and I'm. Lily, I won't keep you anymore. God. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. So oh, much the only for thing I want you to too. say is uh, the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Okay. Just say the Just Ryan say Holt that? Show podcast. Yes. The Ryan Holt Show podcast. <laughs>